0: Hello, guys. Welcome to Her to Encourage, where we enrich, uplift, and embolden women just like you. I am your host, Talita, also known as Epi Mom Talita. And I'm super glad that everyone is here today, whether you're listening in your car or whether you are cleaning up around your house and listening while your child is asleep for some me time. Thank you. Thank you for showing up today. All right. So today we're going to talk about what is B-B-S-O-A-S? Now, if you just turn this on, you're like, what, why is she throwing all these letters at me? I mean, I'm not ready for this. But if you've been listening to my previous podcast, you will know that I am a mom of two boys. One is seven and one is three years of age. My youngest son actually has a rare genetic disorder called B-B-S-O-A-S. So the question is, what is that? So first of all, those all those letters lovely letters stand for Bosch Boonstraschaff optic atrophy syndrome. So with that particular syndrome, there are a bunch of symptoms, some of which many of you may be familiar with. For instance, number one, children with BBSOAS can, can have optic atrophy. So that basically means that their brain is not connecting to their eyes. So before he had this particular diagnosis, you know, when you think people have trouble with their vision, you automatically think, Oh, well, they'll just get glasses and it'll fix it over time. Or at least, very least, they'll be able to see with the glasses. But in his case, um, the optometrist said his eyes are actually perfect. He said if he saw this kid outside of the other issues, he would say, Eyes are fine. However, his brain, there's a disconnect, and his brain is not telling his eyes to see. And a lot of times with atrophy. Um, That can mean your optic nerves or your optics are a little bit smaller than normal, and it makes it difficult to see clearly. So for some children that have it, they end up with glasses. For kids like Aiden, we do vision therapy, and that helps to strengthen the eye muscles so that they can see better. Another symptom of BBSOAS is seizures or epilepsy. So seizures or epilepsy is when you have two uncontrolled seizures or more. And in his case, he had clusters of seizures. So he would have, they were very short, but he would have like a seizure for 20, 30 seconds straight, and then he would come out of it and another seizure, 20, 30 more seconds come out of it. Um, There were times where he would have them for minutes on end and he would just keep having them. So we ended up doing an EEG. And on his brain, and they looked at his brain waves to see if, yes, there were, in fact, seizures or misfires of the brains, and they were. So now he's on a regimen for medicine to help him control those seizures. And thank God, so far, the medicine has worked. So very grateful for that. Another symptom of BBSOAS is hypotonia. So in our cases, initially, we thought he had cerebral palsy um, because he was very, very limp. He was very, very spastic at the same time. Like his muscles would just, it was like he didn't have control over him. And I thought, oh, this kid's gonna, I'm waiting on the diagnosis. That's what he's gonna have. Turns out that the neurologist said that with cerebral palsy, it would be more of a symptom than the cause. And this is before we got the diagnosis and he was in fact right. So that's another symptom. The next symptom that we've seen is developmental delays. So that means, you know, usually by six months, for instance. A lot of kids, parents expect kids to be sitting up. A lot of kids can roll over by that point. Um, Some kids are even working on scooting or rolling to get to their destination or crawling even. With Aiden, that wasn't the case. And that's how I knew something was wrong. At about six months of age, I went to his normal six-month checkup. And I told him, I said, hey, he is not sitting up. He is not crawling. He's not even barely rolling over or lifting his head on his own. Something's not right. And if you're a special needs mom, you know, sometimes you have to fight on behalf of your kid. And I don't always think it's the doctor's fault because doctors are learning just like us in any profession. You're always constantly learning. And until you see something in real time or dealt with it, you don't really understand what to do with it. And I think that's what happened in this case. The pediatrician was a great pediatrician. But he thought that it could have been some issues that Aiden had with constipation, which is uh, kind of another indirect symptom of BBSOAS because he has the low muscle tone and that makes it harder to go to the restroom on your own. And I had to fight. I had to, you know, kind of assert myself and say, hey, I think something is wrong. And I did a lot of YouTubing. By the way, YouTube and Google are your friend. You know, when you have a headache and it's just you... And you look at Mayo Clinic or you look at Google and it's like, you see all these symptoms and you're like, Oh no, this is awful. Like, I don't know what's going, but it's different when you have a special needs child. When you have a special needs child, you need to be on YouTube. You need to be looking at videos. You need to be in groups trying to figure out, ask your therapist, because in our case, it wasn't the doctor who caught his seizure. It was the therapist. I described some things to her, what was happening to him. And she said, wait, you know, I've seen... Know some kids with infantile spasms that are similar, and I thought, well, what are those? And so I went to YouTube and watched all these videos, as many as I could find, of little kids having seizures and infantile spasms and um West syndrome, etc. And then I realized what he's doing looks very similar to what they're doing, and that's how I caught those. But just know that if your child has developmental delays and you notice they aren't sitting up when they're supposed to, they're not talking, they're not walking. they're supposed to then at that point you probably should seek a professional and if by chance you have a doctor say hey no it's not legit you know don't worry about it either a assert yourself if you love that doctor and that pediatrician or whoever if you are like "Mm, I was on the fence anyway go find someone who'll listen to you because in our case I'm glad that we did um another symptom of BBSOAS is is autism or autistic like quality so for Aiden he's a headbanger and it used to be a lot worse he's getting better um he would get to the point where he would just bang his head on the floor or he'd find pleasure banging his head on the door or the wall or whatever object was nearby and sometimes he still does that you also get constant stimming so he likes to take his hand and kind of go over back and forth back and forth towards his ear so that's a big thing for him um And he is nonverbal in this situation. So that's something else to keep in mind. Now, with all these symptoms, you may say, well, if he has all those, how do you cope? So I want you to come back tomorrow so we can talk about how we deal with all of those symptoms. Because those are just a few. Aiden hit the jackpot, and he's one of those that also needs a feeding tube. So he does. He went from an NG tube, which goes through the nose, to... A G tube, which goes through the stomach to a GJ tube, which goes into the intestines because for a while he wouldn't even hold food down and he had trouble gaining weight. But now we're back to just a G tube and prayerfully one day he won't need it at all. But I want you to keep in mind and come back tomorrow so I can tell you what do we do with all this? Like we have a diagnosis. If you have a diagnosis, maybe not of BBSOAS. Maybe your kid has another rare disorder or maybe it's not even rare. It's just a disorder where you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is a lot. Like if you have an autistic kid, that one diagnosis can be a lot. If you have a kid with cerebral palsy, that one diagnosis can be overwhelming. And I get it. So the question is that we'll address tomorrow is, well, how do we deal with this? What do we do as a special needs mom or as medically fragile moms To get through all this. Because it can be chaotic. So we're going to hold that thought. And I'll come back and talk to you tomorrow. But thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you walk. In strength and dignity. As you go throughout your day. Bye bye.